Tuesday afternoon, we are starting the muster by heading up to Closeburn Station, thanks to RB Rural, Disaster McMaster. It is Grant McMaster, of course. G'day, Disaster. How's things? I'm good, Andy, and good afternoon to everybody. Um, tell you what, I can hear the rain pouting down on the ute. What's, what's the story there? Well, it's, uh, it's, it's raining. That's, that's why it's making that sound, Andy. But um, no, we've just uh, finished. I'm over at uh, Coronet Peak Station. The year the uh, annual time to share our hogget. So uh, got managed to uh, got them dagged on on Saturday. Care of uh, Jake Hume at uh, Hume uh, Livestock down there in Garston. Anybody looking for a good operator? He's your man. Taught by his uh, near neighbour Jared McNamee all those years ago. So um, yeah, that's uh, got them dagged. Transport picked them up yesterday, uh, and uh, we've just finished sharing them now. So that's actually the temperature dropped back to about 10 degrees. It actually feels a bit less than that. And uh, I've got my I've got my jacket on, but not my um, but the sheep haven't. So uh, Christmas Day. Cheers, mate. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cheers. So um, as the share is heading away. Fair enough. And um, and um, yeah, so it's, as I say, it's dropped to about 10 degrees and uh, no wind, but uh, a bit a bit cold. So they're coming out of the wall pretty good, all things considered, because you were saying through the season you just thought you were a bit concerned. Yeah, no, I, I haven't been happy with them all the way through. And, uh, but springtime, they've, they've picked up, and um, I, sh- I suppose that shows you the resilience of the sheep we're, we're breeding. And um, so, yeah, no, they've come out of the wall really well, and uh, I'm quite quite pleased with them. So, uh, yeah, they look, they look better out of the wall than they did in it, and that's quite often the case. Well, <laughs> you're in trouble if it's not. Hey, disaster. We'll talk about wool. Um, it's kind of a forgotten fibre at the moment, isn't it? Oh well, you know it is, and um, it's, it's you know the you know everyone's got their fingers crossed that the new technologies or better marketing of woolen carpets and drapes will put strong wool back into the limelight. But it's um, it, it hasn't really happened as yet. And uh, I was just reading that in, in 2007, the, the revenue from wool sales. Uh, formed on average about 13% of the gross cash income for sheep and beef farms. And by 2017, it increased to 7%. And, well, you could probably say now that uh, sharing them for the animal welfare um, side of it and, and keeping the sharers going, which is which is really, really important. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know whether it's because uh, we've been consumed by all the other things that are going on through uh, government rules and regulations that we, we don't hear so much about the wall, but, you know, of last year there was an outfit that was uh, looking at, that Rob Hewitt was involved in it, and that was sort of going to be the new saviour, and um, it was you know, I thought, well, if this, half this comes through, it'll be alright, and maybe they're working behind the scenes, and I've missed it, but it's sort of not um, it's, yeah, it's still not a lot different than, than it's been. What do we need to do to get wool back to its former glory? I mean, we can talk about synthetics, etc., till the cows come home disaster, but the, we need a plan of attack to get this fibre back in the limelight. Well, we do. It's like a lot of things in agriculture. It, we're just somehow, it, yeah, it is marketing, but it's getting it into... It's, I, I, it's getting the government to start buying it for a start. Well, not buying it, but recommending that we use wool for insulation and homes and what have you. So that, that would be a great start. So it's not, you know, pink bats are still going synthetic crap like that. You know, with somehow we've got to get wool into into our regulations. And um, and I guess uh, it's putting that, it's putting that again, that what we've done with everything else, it's putting the story out there. I hate using that word, but letting people know what it's about. But I think that's, that's a big problem. And uh, we've got... Uh, the world is such a big place, and just to get that market for wool, I don't, I don't know how 
do it. You, you know, we can talk to her blue in the face, and but uh, it's not making any difference. So I see there's, you know, there's the odd good article about um, it's going around and it's a take it around in schools and and explaining to kids at that age. But by the time those kids are ready to do something, well, kind of help us, but. Um, I guess it's not about us; it's about the, about the future of all. But I, I just don't, uh, I don't know how. Uh, you know, I see. You know, people are going little niche markets, making woolen coats, and and uh, we know what wool does and, and suits and what have you. But uh, you've got to get into the carpets and the drapes and what have you. I, I don't know how you do it. Obviously, people are a lot brighter than me, and that's that wouldn't be hard. But they are not doing it either. So, what do we do? Remember on Country Calendar earlier on last year, Chris and Andrea Bully from Longridge North were on there. Andrea had a great initiative taking wool into the local school, teaching the kids to knit, getting the fibre in their hands. That's the kind of yeah. programme that should almost, you could argue, should be put into a lot of schools. Yeah, well, see, at the moment, there's, some, there's a couple of mobile wool sheds that are on tour around New Zealand going to schools and they're teaching students a story about wool, which, which is great. And, you know, like you've got the tennis balls that we used at Wimbledon were made with New Zealand wool felt. Yeah. Um, and uh, so Kiwi kids are learning about that. Um, but we need to get it up. We needed to get it out to these, the, the, big, the big kids. And uh, I guess it's, it's a start doing what we're doing at, at home. But, yeah, we need to get it. I, I've got no idea, really. And that's where we need to get thinking caps on. You think about it like the Norsewear socks, the Norsewear jerseys. They last for years, don't they? They get holes eventually, the likes of... Um, I was looking at foot shop flats the other day. My wife went and bought me a foot shop flats shop from the op shop um, book, and um, it was fantastic as well. Like, Wolf foot, Wolf foot Trot. He's got the woolly singlet on, he's got the rugby shorts, and he's got the Norsewears on just halfway hanging off his feet because that's what you did. Yeah, he's got a felt hat. And old Keach has got the felt, the felt hat as well. I mean, yeah. I, wear, I wear a woolen singlet all the time. And... Um, but it's, we need to sell a few more woolen singlets and what have you. But, you know, it's such a... The thing that I I struggle with is the fact that with sustainability now, there's nothing more natural than wool, and it still can't it still can't really make put that stake in the ground. So, well, you know, that's... that's um, if it was ever going to be a time for it to make the breakthrough, you would think it's now. Yeah, we'll have to we'll follow this of interest going forward as well because it'll be intriguing to see how it finishes up. Just finally, mate, uh, Hemlock Report. So you've got your plan in place to get out of your young grass? Yeah, we gave it a... Um, yeah, got sprayed with thought on the other day around the edges or with the, um, with, uh, with the sprayer. And um, so it's, it's dying off. And um, so I think I might just make that uh, when it's completely dead. And that's when it's really dangerous for the... So I'll probably put that paddock into a bit of baleage and then see what see what the, the outcome is when it, with the regrowth. They didn't really want to do that, but uh, certainly had a project on now with um, spraying all around the roads and the sides of the roads to try and get rid of it. It's been there a long time. So, um, and, and when I look around now, it's up around here, I think it last week, it's everywhere. So uh, I don't know. I remember years ago you weren't allowed to, you know, it was part of the noxious weeds. Yep. Like everything, it just seems to uh, doesn't seem to matter anymore. What did David Bellamy once say? Old man's beard must go. <laughs> exactly. So uh, <laughs> there's a lot of things that should go, but uh, they seem to like the weeds. They just keep they keep growing and not going. But uh, I guess it's something else to, to uh, deal with. For sure. Hey, thanks, Grant. We'll leave it there. Appreciate your time. Stay dry. I'll do that, and uh, we'll talk next week.
Grant McMaster out of Close Burn Station. Thanks to Batman and the team at RB Rural every Tuesday afternoon on the muster. Up next, we're heading up to Canterbury, catching up with Sean Malloy. He's a pig producer, talking about the pork industry and animal welfare reforms that they're dealing with. Uh, we spoke to him a couple of months ago. We'll see if there's been any progress.